What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. All right. (laughs) What's up, everybody? And uh, welcome back. It's been almost a year since any podcast action has been going on. There has been so many changes, so many different things happening, and everything going in a million chaotic directions. Obviously, everybody, mostly everybody is familiar with the flip-flop guy. And everybody, I think, recognizes what's been going on with that brand and the start of it since I launched the sauce. Also, with my exit from California and everything I had going on, I felt it was best for you guys and my listeners to give you guys a little bit of a break. It's turned out to be a year break. Uh, There's so many things that have changed in my life and everything that's been going on. um, I just really wasn't able, I felt, to focus on the podcast and be able to deliver really good content and good conversations with people. I was just so saturated with finding the sauce, developing the sauce, getting the sauce to market on top of a million other things that I have going on behind the scenes with the flip-flop guy and a million different cooking events that I've been going to, uh, as well as selling my house. And selling my house was probably one of the most chaotic things I have ever done in my entire life. And I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that. Maybe some of you haven't even gotten to the point where you've purchased a house yet or anything like that. But let me tell you, the exit from California was a tedious nightmare and probably the most stressful thing that I have dealt with in my life to this point. Um, I won't go into too many details about it, but the long story short, I had been sick of California. I had been sick of California policies and politics for a very long time. I had been sick of watching the, the decay of everything from where I grew up and and watching all these wonderful cities and these wonderful places and and great activities and things to do just slowly be eroded from human decency. And I decided that it was best for me to get out of the state. And I sold my house. I got out of the state. I relocated to Bozeman, Montana. I love it up here. Montana is great. Um, If some of you are familiar with how much I've been traveling, my schedule is chaos. I've been in Montana less than 30 days. Um, This is the introduction. This is the change. This is what is new and what is happening now. The podcast is being rebranded and relabeled under the flip-flop guy and hopefully I can continue to deliver awesome content and awesome conversation for everybody that tuned in before and hopefully new listeners and new people that are interested in what's going on. 
to give you some background information on the flip-flop if you're not familiar already. The flip-flop is a style of cooking that my grandfather used to cook entire deer legs, uh, entire black legs of blacktail from Marin County, California through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and you know, almost up until his death in 1998. My grandfather's name was Al Giddings. He was a California fishing game warden. He was one of their first deep sea divers they ever had. Uh, he was a World War II veteran, and when he got out of World War II, he decided to join in California fishing, uh, fishing game, fishing wildlife now. Uh, he was a very honest, hardworking man. Uh, and a great person. He impacted a lot of people's lives in a lot of different ways. Uh, after his retirement, uh, I'm pretty sure he became a columnist for the IJ, uh, the Marin County IJ, and covered the hunting and fishing stories. Believe it or not, they used to actually cover that in the local newspaper. It was pretty awesome. I think I have almost every article that he ever wrote saved in a in a binder i mean i don't know how many people still have binders these days but i've got a binder of almost all of his uh news articles so he went around cooking deer legs and showing people how to do this and that matured into such an unbelievable phenomenon in the area of west marin and sonoma county during that time period um, during those few decades there wasn't a butcher shop that you couldn't go to and tell them that you wanted a flip-flop and they would know exactly what you're talking about. They would know exactly how to cut it. Um, and for them, they would shave, it would just be the ham. They would shave the shanks off of the bone and you'd have the shank or you'd have that part of the bone exposed and you'd use that for the handle, unlike what I do, uh, where I use it all the way down to the knee and the tendon. And that's what I use for a handle. The flip-flop is an iconic and pretty remarkable way to cook an entire deer leg and feed, you know, roughly 30, 40 people. Um, excuse me, I'm burping over here. Uh, and if you've ever experienced a flip-flop, you understand the magic of it. And along with him doing this style of cooking, him and my grandmother created a marinade recipe that is bar none the best recipe that anybody I've ever served it to has had on wild game. There, I, I have not met many people that either try to debate me on that fact or say that that's incorrect information. Um, if you've had the sauce, you already know. Uh, you can find the sauce on the website, shameless plug, www.theflipflopguide.co. Uh, and so I took over doing flip-flops. It was, it was passed from my grandfather to my dad and then from my dad to me on my 25th birthday. And when I started doing flip-flops, um, I never anticipated or expected it to become a widespread national and in some cases international new way for people to cook wild game and share the experience of the hunt and share their kill with their friends whether they're vegans vegetarians on the left or on the right it's literally the best meat that anyone i've met usually has ever had or says they've had 
in the wild game realm. Um, so I started doing flip-flops and, and sharing my passion and love of it with people all over the United States. And I took it outside of our Marin County community and kind of brought it more mainstream into the hunting community and the hunting world and the hunting elite. And people have fallen in love with it. It's It's been an amazing process. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten to cook for Yeti for the last three years. Uh, I've cooked with Field Ethos and Don Jr. and all those guys. I've cooked for um, Stone Glacier. I've cooked for Kuyu. Kuyu was the first outdoor brand that embraced what I was doing and was okay with me showing up and cooking an entire deer leg for their staff and for their customers. And that happened at their last garage sale event before they transitioned and started doing mountain academies. Um, I've cooked at mountain academies as well. Um, and backyard barbecues for their employees and staff and, you know, some of the founders and everything like that. Uh, the ride that I've been on has been insane. Um, we'll fast forward a little bit. You know, I launched the brand October. I started shipping orders October 1st of 2000. What year are we in? <laughs> We're in 2021. So I launched it October 1st of 2020. And the process to get the sauce right was a very long, drawn out process. Um, trying to, to make sure everything was right. And what it ended up coming down to was each bottle has to individually be hand-filled uh, one at a time in order to make sure and ensure that the product that I'm delivering to you is absolutely as close as I could humanly get to it uh, if I was to be making it from scratch. Now, when I'm making it from scratch with fresh ingredients, it usually costs me roughly $80 to $120 um, to make a bowl of sauce for one leg and one leg cooks and feeds 30 to 40 people. Uh, so in my head, I was always like the scheme of things, you know, a hundred bucks to feed that many people for, for a bowl of sauce and everybody have a great time. No big deal. My goal when I started making the sauce uh, mass produced was being able to offer the same experience, but also making the sauce cheaper. And the sauce is $19.99 a bottle. You double it with a bottle of red wine. Um, I prefer a Zinfandel. Uh, and once you have your bowl of sauce made, you know, you're, you're looking at maybe 40, 50 bucks, you know, depending on what you like to do uh, in order to feed 30 to 40 people if you're doing a flip-flop. Um, a lot of people have been using the sauce on all different things, chicken, shrimp, um, burgers, uh, everything that you can think of. You know, I'm working right now on more recipes with Wild Game and other variations in ways that we used it growing up and, you know, sharing sharing the Wild Game that we killed as a family with other folks that maybe didn't or that were hunters that were just coming over for a family dinner. Um, but once you have your sauce, you know, you do your two bottles of private reserve doubled with a bottle of wine. I'll top it off with a little bit of rosemary infused olive oil just to add that extra snap to it. Uh, 
It's extra virgin olive oil. It's delicious. If you haven't tried it yet, I highly recommend trying it. Um, and you, so you take that and I'll mop on, I'll take, you know, 15 inch, you know, five 15 inch rosemary sprigs and I'll tie them together. And I'll use that as my basting brush. It's funny because I've been watching more and more people on social media using this method in this way. I watched uh, Remy Warren a, a little while back posted a video using a rosemary mop uh, while he was cooking on his brio. And I just thought that was so interesting um, having cooked for him with a rosemary mop prior to that. And, you know, now here he is using it, doing it. And, and it's, it's really just remarkable for me to see from my perspective. <laughs> so I'll have my legs set out. I'll mop the top of the leg and I'll just let it sit there for 30 minutes while the charcoal's getting ready. Add some salt and pepper. Once the charcoal's ready, and I mean like it's at its hottest temperature it's gonna be for the night. I'll throw that side face down and then I'll mop sauce on the top side, right? So you'll have a whole new side that's all fresh raw meat. I'll mop that side out with, with sauce, salt and pepper it. And it's usually 45 seconds to a minute. And at that point, I'll flip the leg and I'm using a 14 inch brisket slicer knife. Yes, you can use other knives. Yes, I've used other knives. If you don't wanna burn your hand and you want your cuts to come out right, you're gonna use a 14 inch brisket slicer knife. That is, anybody who I know that's done flip-flops their, their whole lives or their families have done it. You use that style of knife because that's, if you know, you know. And this is me knowing, telling you, that if you wanna do it and you wanna do it right and you wanna have the right success with how you're cutting it, you're gonna use a brisket slicing knife. Um, and once you flip it, after a minute, you start shaving off quarter inch thick slices. You know, you have that raw side underneath and that seared pipe and hot side on the top. And I'll usually just serve it straight off the knife, off the knife blade onto a slice of bread and start feeding people with that. Um, you know, usually I'll take a, a baguette or a sourdough. I'll slice it diagonally to get the longest piece that I can, butter that sucker up, and throw a piping hot piece of meat on there, and you can start eating. Halfway through the leg, everybody kind of ditches the bread. Everybody's like, I've had enough bread. I just want to eat this delicious meat. Um, and the beauty of it, for anybody who might be like lacking confidence or a little worried about doing it for their first time, Every time you flip that leg over, slice it, remarinate it, and salter, salter, salt and pepper it, and you flip it again, you have a whole new side to slice from. You have a whole new, you know, amount of time to be able to do this. Um, and you continue that process all the way until the leg is done being cooked. Um, it's pretty epic. It's pretty phenomenal. If you guys are out there this season and you're putting down animals, you're killing bucks, you're killing does, whatever it is that you're killing, it's an ungulate. You do not want to do it with something that's going to cause trigonosis. I will always say that you do not want to do it with an animal that can carry trigonosis. If you get trigonosis because you did it and you ate a raw piece of bear meat or mountain lion or you know a boar or anything like that like terrible 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 do not do it um i've done it with rocky mountain sheep i've done it with desert sheep 
Um, I've done it with, uh, what haven't I done? I've done it with access to your blacktail. You name it. I've, I've done it. If I can do it and I have access to the leg, I will do it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the gist of how to do it. Uh, I've had an extremely amazing year this last year. I got to go cook for all the folks at Sornex, Bert Sworn, um, Sornex Outdoors, uh, and what they've created and started doing with their Winter Strong event. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. Amazing group of folks. Uh, I got to meet just such a level of people that are... It's interesting when you're in a place and everybody that's there is at the top of their game. They are the best of the best at what they do. And that's why they're there. Um, you know, going from there, you know, cooking for Yeti, cooking for um, Black Rifle Coffee Company uh, by way of uh, Fieldcraft Survival having me come out, uh, cooking for Birch Barrel and, you know, I mean, increase the list. And just getting to share this tradition and pass this tradition along. And for me, a lot of it is similar to passing along the, the, the tradition of hunting, you know, and passing along our heritage of what we have all known and loved in the hunting world. And, and now here's this new way that is available for everybody to do it. It's all inclusive. It doesn't matter what fucking brand you have on. It doesn't matter what kind of cooler you use. It doesn't matter anything. This is food that we're all trying to feed each other and share our adventure and our lives together and what we've accomplished and what we've done and the trials and tribulations of our hard work and the gains that we get out of that. Um, you know... There's so much to be said for it and it and and I will say rarely does anyone get to come along and share a new method of serving wild game. You know, hardly ever. And I'm very fortunate that I was born into it and and I get to share this passion and this love with everybody. And I really get to see the legacy of my grandfather continued and and brought into every backyard hopefully across America, which that's kind of my goal is <clears throat> whether you're a hunter or not, I want to be able to see everybody doing flip-flops and everybody sharing this romantic experience and environment with their family and friends and getting to have that intimate connection with their family and friends like my family has had for generations. Uh, it's a pretty amazing experience. And like I said earlier, if you've if you've been there and you've experienced it, you kind of already know, you kind of already have an understanding. And then when you pick up the knife and you start getting to do it for yourself and with your family and friends and pass along the flip-flop tradition of my grandfather to the next person, it's amazing. Um, I don't even, you know, I don't know how to put words to it really. And, and this is me trying my best to do it for you, for you guys. Um, so yeah, I've said, um, a thousand times, hopefully it's not too many. <laughs> uh, one thing I got to do before I left California, I got my lifetime license, got my lifetime hunting and, uh, I didn't get the fishing license, just the hunting license. Um, that was absolutely a solid 
decision on my part. I'm really excited to get back into California this year. I have a really big hunt coming up September 1st. I'll be leaving to Kyrgyzstan. I'll be going on an Ibex hunt uh, with my good buddy, Lucas Paw. He runs a podcast called Rod and Arrow Outdoors and um, just a phenomenal human being. He was on one of the last episodes before I pinched the podcast off, uh, which I will be re-uploading all of the podcasts uh, from the past and making sure that all that content is still out there for you guys. So bear with me while you get a thousand. Now it's actually a hundred and a hundred and four um, uploads that'll be happening between now and hopefully September 1st and just kind of repopulating it. Um, I'm going to have hopefully some great guests, some awesome people that have a lot of awesome life experience and not just with hunting with life in general and building businesses or building brands or life difficulties. If you've listened to podcast episode 100, you know, you kind of already know my background and, you know, some of my life's difficulties. There's actually a podcast coming out with Fieldcraft Survival. I believe it's on September 6th and uh, it's probably one of the most fun podcasts I've ever gotten to do being on the interviewee side and really getting to share my story of adventure and, trials and tribulations and different hardships that I've had in my life and how I've walked through them and come out the other side. And, and now here I am doing everything I do, um, trying to just live my best life that I possibly can. And a lot of that is inspired by my uncle. And my uncle lived a life that is so insane and so off the Richter scale for normal people and the things that he accomplished and achieved are absolutely bananas, you know? Um, and I'm sure some of you guys have heard me talk about this before, but you know, he retired out of the film industry as a producer on the Titanic. He was a developer of the first underwater housing for Nikon cameras. Um, you know, he taught Kennedy children how to swim and dive. He taught, the Navy, how to swim and dive. Um, he taught Fidel Castro how to swim and dive, you know, talk about some of the first underwater photography that was ever in existence with anything underwater was him and his friends and everything they were doing. Um, so the life that he lived a lot has a lot to do with the inspiration and way that I like to live my life and what I'm trying to achieve and what I'm trying to achieve and accomplish. I honestly couldn't tell you except for just getting to live that sort of a lifestyle of in the stratosphere and doing amazing things all the time, having a great time all the time. And I don't know if it has anything to do with my head injury from when I was 19 and fell 35 feet out of a forklift or you know, what it all has to do with, I would say that that is the time period when I had that near-death experience that catapulted me into this hunger and obsession to live life to its fullest all the time. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with my sobriety and having been sober for 16 years. There's so many different factors that play into all of this. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Um, I don't have an archery hunt this year in California. It's kind of heartbreaking. This is my first year in 25, no, not 25 years. That's a bold-faced lie. In 13 years, uh, where I, I don't have an archery season that I'm going to go hunt in California. And it, it's I was talking the other week with my girlfriend about this, and it's kind of, 
an interesting perspective where I, I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back and trying to figure out what's going on as well as I'm planning for this Kyrgyzstan hunt and a whole bunch of other things that are going on. Um, so I just am not able to make it this year and, and it, and it bums me out a lot. Like that's for me, one of my favorite things to get to go do out there, uh, is spending that time in the woods behind my bow and hiking around with my bow and, and just really enjoying the outdoors for myself and the peace and quiet. And it was funny. I was, can't remember what I was listening to the other day, but it was something along the lines was, you know, and I always say the solitude, right? The solitude when we're in the woods and, and God, I wish I could remember where I heard this because this is not a me quote by any means whatsoever. And the guy is like, well, like, you know, listen, you're outdoors. You're not, you're not in solitude. Listen, what do you hear? And you hear the birds and you hear the bees and you hear the wind and you hear the, the grass and you hear the stream or the water and you hear all these different aspects of life that are happening while we're out in the woods. And it kind of gave me this new perspective a little bit of like, we aren't alone. We aren't in solitude. We're in such an abundance of life. Sure, it's not human life, but we're in such an abundance and radiance of life while we're in the outdoors seeking this, quote, solitude, that I think that's where the soul fulfillment comes in. And that's where, you know, I say often nature is my church. That's where the church side of nature comes in for me, is being surrounded by that much life and engulfed in it and, and becoming a part of it, but becoming a part of it alone. Um, God, I wish I could remember. I, I actually, I think that was off of a Joe Rogan episode that was fairly recent. And the guy was talking about, God, what was their topic they were on? They were talking about Kung Fu, the TV show and, you know, everything that encompassed that. It was pretty amazing, pretty epic, pretty epic conversation, but it's the Joe Rogan podcast. What do you expect? Um, so anyways, this is the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the flip flop guy podcast. I'm your host, Andy Mokul. Um, and I hope that the conversations that proceed are conversations that you can find relatable conversations that maybe are helping you navigate through a difficult or, or a hardship in your life and can provide fuel and gas for you to burn in order to get through to your next day. Um, I'm always, always here and always available. Uh, if anybody needs help or needs to reach out for help on a private level, everything is confidential. Um, if you reach out to me and have issues you need to talk about, you know, that's for me, bedrock of my life um, that helps me stay happy and purposeful is, is getting to help others. Um, so by all means, man, enjoy everybody. There's a lot of really great things coming up. There's going to be a huge giveaway, uh, October 1st, and there's going to be a Montana knife company, Stonewall knife. There's going to be a birch barrel. There's going to be a Yeti 45 cooler, a Yeti chair, a Yeti blanket. I'll be giving away an, a Maui Nui axis deer leg. Um, I'll be giving away a brisket slicer knife and I'll be giving away a set of sauce be giving away some Jealous Devil Charcoal. 
essentially everything that you'll need in order for your first flip-flop and you know you doing your own flip-flop in your backyard identical to how i'm doing it if you have any questions i'm always happy to walk anybody through how to do a flip-flop um, if they're if if you're gonna do one um, but this giveaway is going to be epic. The only requirements for entry are signing up for our email list and following the Flip Flop Guy account. Uh, and I hope everybody has been well for the last year. I hope everybody has had a great time for the last year. Sorry it has been so long since my last episode. Uh, but I know that the people that know me or the people that have been following along with my last year, you probably have an understanding of why everything has been so crazy and why I kind of put the podcast on hold and on the back burner. I am so excited to get back into it. I am so excited to share more stories of adventure with you guys. And I honestly just look forward to it. I hope that I can continue to deliver you awesome content um, and, you know, things that you guys enjoy. Um, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Charles Whitwam. Um, Charles for the California hunting community was able to accomplish, I mean, with the help of a nation of hunters. Uh, but I, I want to make sure that I voice this as publicly as I can. You know, Charles Whitwam came through and crushed the bear bill and everybody jumped on board and everybody helped out. And he has developed an amazing organization. Uh, I believe it's howl.org. Let me just double check this uh, and uh, make sure I have it right because I don't want to. Yeah, it's howl for wildlife and it's howlforwildlife.org. And um, he'll be announcing it, he'll be doing it here very soon. It sounds like everything's kind of coming together. And he's getting ready to launch the entire project. And the entire project is phenomenal. I've gotten to speak with him a little bit about it here and there. But I am so excited for him. That bear bill came up. And Charles, as far as I know, was was the, the first person that went to serious, vigorous action to get that spread and get that shut down. And he crushed it and he set an example and he set the bar so high for what we can accomplish as hunters when we work together. And it, and it wasn't about membership selling and it wasn't about, you know, we're this organization and we do this better or that better or any of that stuff. This is 100% about hunters coming together and, and we all accomplished something. And I just, I want to be extremely public about thanking Charles for the hard work that he did on that. Um, he crushed it. And it's amazing to get to rub shoulders with people that have that kind of passion, devotion, and love for wildlife that are outdoorsmen. Uh, so, you know, Charles, thank you so much. If you ever listen to this, I have no idea. But, you know, huge, huge ups to you. Um, his Instagram account, if you want to follow along, uh, it's howl dot or howl underscore org, H O W underscore O R G, or he also has his personal Instagram account, which is Shadow Trek or Shadow Trekker Adventures, um, and it's 
S-H-A-D-O-W-T-R-E-K-K-E-R-A-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. Um, great guy, does a lot of wonderful things for the hunting community and doesn't get the credit that he deserves, I think, sometimes. Um, so anyways, again, welcome back to the podcast. I look forward to sharing so much more fun with you guys. Thank you to everybody that has not unsubscribed from the podcast. You guys are all so great and so wonderful. I look forward to the future. Again, you can follow me. It's at the flip flop guy on Instagram. And our website is www.theflipflopguy.co. Enjoy what's to come. I've got a lot of really neat things in store for everybody. Um, I've been working my ass off to make this better for everybody, hunters and non-hunters alike. I'm really excited for it. I really look forward to it. And enjoy the show, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguy.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.